time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily and the morning briefing. I'm Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Good morning, Paul. How are you today, my friend? I am lovely, Trevor. How are you? You you look so pe- you know you're you, you're real peachy this morning. It's good. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I'm still waking up, so it's good. Yin and yang this morning. Uh, today is Wednesday, February 22nd. Let's get started. Despite the bloodbath in the stock market yesterday, silver managed to close 17 cents per ounce higher than Friday. Gold in the mining stocks, though red for the day, managed to outperform the rest of the stock market. The yellow metal traded lower overnight with stock futures, but then bounced from $1,839 per ounce to as high as $1,853 before succumbing to sell pressure in the paper futures market, settling at $1,844. Silver, on the other hand, powered higher starting about 30 minutes after the London AM fix, running from $21.68 up to 22 bucks before pulling back to settle at 21.86. Of note, it made two attempts to push through $22. The Mining Stock Journal is confident that if the stock market had rallied into the close, silver would have popped over that mark. The mining stocks closed down in correlation with the stock market. The GDX was down 1% but outperformed the Dow by a 2 to 1 margin and the Nasdaq by a 2.5 to 1 margin. A handful of stocks, like Agnico Eagle Mines, managed to close green on the day. The Mining Stock Journal said that now that the mining stocks, using the GDX as a proxy, have tested the 200-day moving average and silver came close to kissing its 200-day moving average, in all probability the precious metal sector is more likely to head higher regardless of the direction of the general stock market. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Fireweed Metals. Fireweed Metals is advancing three different projects within the Yukon and Northwest Territories, including the flagship Macmillan Pass project, a large zinc-lead silver deposit, and the MacTung project, one of the largest and highest-grade tungsten deposits in the world. Fireweed plans to advance these projects through exploration, resource definition, metallurgy, engineering, economic studies, and collaboration with indigenous people, on the path to production. For more information, please visit fireweedmetals.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Osisco Metals entered into an investment agreement with London-based private equity group Appian Natural Resource Fund to form a joint venture for the advancement of the Pine Point Lead and Zinc Project in Northwest Territories of Canada, which will see Appian invest up to $100 million Canadian over four years to acquire a 60% interest in Pine Point at a pre-money valuation of $91.3 million. Of this, $75.3 million will be used to advance the Pine Point to a final investment decision or construction approval, and approximately $24.7 million in cash payments to Cisco Metals. A milestone payment of $16.4 million is due upon a positive investment decision. will bring Appian's ownership to 60%, although the final payment will increase or decrease should the actual amount spent to get to the investment decision defer from the estimated $75 million. Appian also agreed to invest $5 million in Osisco Metals at $0.25 cents per share. 
Cisco Metals trades on the Venture Exchange with OM and on the OTCQX with OMZNF. High Gold Mining initiated plans to spin out its Ontario and Yukon exploration properties into a new co to be named Onyx Gold, which will be listed on the TSX Venture Exchange. Concurrent with the listing, Onyx will complete an unbrokered private placement to fund work programs. Details of the spin-out will be made available in the future. The spin-out will allow High Gold to focus on exploration of its Johnson Tract project in Alaska, which has indeed indicated resource of more than 1 million ounces, grading 9.4 grams per ton gold equivalent. The company believes Johnson Tract has overshadowed its Ontario and Yukon gold assets, and the spin-out will allow their exploration to continue. High Gold Mining trades on the TSXV under HIGH and on the OTCQX under HGGOF. Galliano Gold reported a feasibility study for the Asenka Gold Mine in Ghana, where it is the operator of a 50-50 joint venture with Goldfields. The feasibility features a reinstated reserve and revised life of mine plan to produce 217,000 ounces of gold per year at an all-in sustaining cost of $1,143 per ounce, using a base case of $1,700 per ounce gold. The mine now has an after-tax NPV of $343 million at a 5% discount rate. Mining is to recommence this year. The reinstated reserves are 48.9 million tons at 1.31 grams per ton gold for a 2.1 million ounces at a gold price of $1,500 per ounce. Galliano Gold trades on the TSX with GAU and on the NYSC American with GAU. Goldfields trades on the NYSC with GFI. Go Gold Resources published additional drilling results from Los Ricos South within the Eagle and Main deposits in Mexico. Hole 113 intercepted 16.3 metres, grading 605 grams per tonne silver equivalent, containing an intercept of 80 centimetres, grading 6,490 grams per tonne silver equivalent. The hole also intercepted an additional 12.3 metres of 462 grams per tonne silver equivalent. The Eagle deposit adjoins the main deposit and represents a northern extension of the previously defined mineral resource estimate in the Los Ricos South PEA. The company is carrying out a trade-off study to better define what portion of the deposit could be mined in a lower strip ratio pit and what portion would be best mined in more selective bulk underground mining. GoGold trades on the TSX under GGD and on the OTCQX under GLD, sorry, GLGDF. Ivanhoe Electric has entered into an earn-in agreement with joint and joint venture with privately owned Xero Minerals to acquire up to an 80% interest in the White Hill Copper Project in Nevada. White Hill is located approximately 20 miles east of Hawthorne and 100 miles southeast of Reno. Local prospectors discovered copper mineralization at White Hill in the late 1800s. By 1910, the London, UK-based Copper Hills Mining Corp. had sunk a 220-foot shaft driven a 310-foot adit and developed a 340-foot sublevel to exploit the shallow, scarn-hosted copper oxide mineralization. The mineralization extended to a depth of 200 meters, excuse me, 200 feet, beyond which copper molybdenum sulfide mineralization was reported. Ivanhoe Electric has recognized the potential for buried porphyry, scarn, and carbonate replacement mineralization to exist at the White Hill Project, as well as possible extensions to the areas of currently known copper scar mineralization. 
Ivanhoe Electric trades on the NYSE American and the TSX with IE. Finally today, Excelsior Mining announced an updated preliminary economic assessment on the Johnson Cap Mine Heap Leach project in Arizona, which includes the results of a drilling program completed last year and the implementation of sulfide leaching technology to improve recoveries. The PEA proposes heap leaching of sulfide copper with accelerated pyrite oxidation by mining oxidized, sorry, mining oxide, sulfide and transition material from the burrow and copper chief pits for 20 years and heap leaching for an additional year to produce about 25 million pounds per year of copper cathode. To restart JCM for heap leaching, two developments need to take place simultaneously, pre-stripping and mine development and the construction of a new heap leach pad, which require between six and nine months to complete before irrigation of the new leach pad could commence. The project would yield an after-tax net present value of 180 million US dollars at a 7.5% discount rate with an IRR of 30.4%. This is following a capex of 58.9 million dollars and at a $3.75 per pound copper price. Excelsior Mining trades on the TSX under MIN and on the OTCQB under EXMGF. All right, that's a wrap here on the morning briefing. We should be back later today with more corporate updates and market analysis on the podcast, so stay tuned. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Commodity Network and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Paul, have a great day. Thanks, Trevor. You too. Everybody else out there, have a wonderful day. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.